Thank you for tuning in to Ghetto and Godly, the podcast. I'm Auntie Mimi. I'm Sola T. Now let's get into this episode. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Today is a beautiful. It's nice outside. It's beautiful outside. It is so nice. Like yesterday, I wanted to go get my nephews, go get some Slurpees, go sit on the porch, and just sit outside. Like it was so nice. Like the vibe was so good outside. Go ahead and love on love on our black boys out here. All right, well, we have a super, super, super yes. duper special guest in the house today with us. Um, she's basically my other mom. So <laughs> she has an identity of her own that we'll, we'll learn of in just a few minutes. But, um, you know, Anissa, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, a.k.a. I call her the guru. Yes, queen. <laughs> oh, she in here. Oh, y'all got to see. Y'all can wait till y'all see the, pro, the, uh, the video from today. She's out here killing us. Slay, honey. Oh, my. What am I going to do with my girls? <laughs> Love it. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Anissa. And um, yeah, I'm just honored to actually be here uh, today. Thank you very much for having me as a guest. So I'm proud of you ladies and um, having the episodes so everybody can, you know, just kind of get different perspectives and and really hear things and talk about things that um, that people aren't really talking about. So I think that's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like, y'all, <laughs> Maybe over here jumping for joy. Her time. energy. Oh, my God. I've, I'm, I've encountered you, what, three times? Yes. And it's just so warm. It's so motherly. Her spirit is so beautiful. Like, it's like that, that thing where... You know, like that motherly yep. thing, like mm-hmm. you said, like you, I'm looking in your eyes. It's just like, like an I'm, instant hug, an instant you. embrace. I'm, I'm going to make you cry, but <laughs> I'm not even trying to. Just I talking to you, yes. The love, the love. I appreciate yeah, you. Mm. I think that's, you know, Anissa's definitely been probably one of the most pivotal people for me in my spiritual experience. And so I think that, you know, I'm grateful for her to be able to have, you know, this space to be able to kind of touch more people because I know she is able to do that. But, um, you know, for, for, for Allah to set her up to be able to do that today with us, I'm, I'm very excited about to, to see where the conversation goes. But we're going to start off how we normally start off and we're going to all share a ghetto and godly moment. Um, so moment just where God was just showing and, as Mimi says, possibly showing out, possibly more showing than likely out. showing out. Okay. Um, what you got, Mimi? It would have to be with you, so let's see. Like, yesterday, like, your post, like, I'm emotional. That's what you guys been learning. I'm, I'm a crybaby. Um, She's teaching me how I, to be one, too. I feel. And your post, like, you know, it was unexpected. It was just on your heart, I guess, to post it. And it just made me tear up, and it's really, like, just kind of, so we get into this space where we just go on with the motions. It's like, yeah. okay, let me stop. And appreciate mm-hmm. my business partner, my friend. And then the text you sent me yesterday, like, it really made me cry. Like, mm-hmm. for someone, you are so beautiful. For you to think about others without it having to be your birthday, without it having mm-hmm. to be Christmas. It's not mm-hmm. any specific reason why. Like, that's so dope. And I appreciate you so Maybe much. Maybe I love you, too. Oh, I will hug you, but I'm scared to knock down all these mics. <laughs> exactly. We, we don't want to have no situation. Here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we sending you air hugs, right. though, girl. We got air hugs <laughs> for you. You know it. But thank you. Oh, oh, I think that's what it's about at the end of the day is, like, that's what this whole thing about ghetto and godly is. I mean, just, it's, like, it's really a lifestyle to understand that sometimes you never know what somebody is going through. And yeah. I think 
Um, the two of you have both been in those spaces to provide me the nourishment through, you know, God's will in multiple situations where I know you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's something to celebrate and to talk about it so openly is something that's very important to me because a lot of people think that stuff is just happening to them. Like and they and I think us having the conversation the way we do it shows that there's a purpose in the the way that things that the way that things happen. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What about you and me? So was y'all? Get on godly moment. You know, um, I would have to say, uh, having a conversation with my young man, I have uh, a young man that is 20 years old, and I had a conversation with him, um, understanding the episode that we were going to have today, and having that conversation where um, I actually live in a different state than him, than, you know, my two young men, 15 and 20, they actually live in Minnesota, me living here in Vegas, and understanding um just like you said you know with the solar just no intentions you know just um I mean, have the best intentions, but it doesn't have to be a specific holiday and things like that. And those are some examples of understanding that your loved ones are your blessings, Mm -hmm. but not your possessions. Mm -hmm. So you take each day to um, to definitely think about and 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 to appreciate to appreciate them. And me having a relationship with God and knowing that my my children are my blessings and not my possessions. Mm -hmm. That's why I was able to be miles away. Mm -hmm. And when I had a conversation with with him he said you know what mom I just appreciate you setting me up so right I I appreciate you um, giving me the tools that I need to be the man that I am and um, struggling and to understand that you know the patience that we need and Mm -hmm. you know the the uh, just the adversity that we go through and things like that. Um, just the blessing of me, you know, because as a parent, sometimes you feel like you can do these extras mm-hmm. and you should have did these extras and receiving those confirmations that he he's all right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You did so good. exactly. You did so, good. Yes. You did good, girl. <laughs> yeah. So that would have to be that yeah. godly moment where he showed up and showed out. The when, last time I was... So, so he's um, housewarming, and you said that that you're my um, you're my blessing, but not my possession. I've meditated on that, mm. and I repeated that, and mm. I'm I I live I try to live by that because that's nice. so real. Like that's so real. Yeah. I think nice. it's something that we don't nice. realize, and it it's it's hard. Like it requires patience to understand because everything in which most of us are raised to be is that. Your loved one is your possession. Yes. And that's why there's that loyalty or that's why there are these other things. And so to be able to move into a space to understand it, one, because that's a space to understand it from yeah. a logical standpoint, but to understand it in your heart yes. and then to practice it, yeah. I think, is it, it changes the way that you communicate with one another. It changes the way that you exactly. view relationships mm-hmm. because it allows you to uh, appreciate and value without exactly. having to cling to mm-hmm. it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. Definitely. Yes. That's so nice. Real. So I had, um, oh, let me make sure. Where's my phone at? Because so, I'm going to have to do a little shout out. I want to get it. <laughs> get it right. You know, okay, I'm going to say some letters wrong and then it's going to be a problem. Um, but yesterday I was just, um, I don't know what I was doing. I just was like, you know, I really feel like, um, so it's it's also, you know, just to be fully transparent, it's bonus time in a corporate situation. So mm-hmm. with this with this bonus, I, I carved out a portion and budgeted a portion because one thing that I'm working on is financial health and wealth. But I don't believe that that means that you don't extend anything or that, right. you know, you have to find that balance for yourself and yes. what's appropriate. So I intentionally created a space in a, a pocket to um, 
extend to my passions and, and the people that I love and just, you know, the ideas that I have. So um, one of those things, like it was just on my heart yesterday. I was like, man, like I want to find a barber here because I feel like that's one good thing for us to promote. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of guys too, are like, I don't know where to go get my oh, haircut. Yeah. And I have exactly. a short haircut, even just as a woman, like where I can go. So I was like, you know, I won't necessarily use it all the time, but like it might be nice to just go and support somebody's business. So I get on my Snapchat and this king I work with, he's getting his haircut. And so I was like, I sent him a thing like, who's cutting your hair? So he sent me his Instagram information. And so I go look him up. And when I'm looking it up, he's um, like, I go to his page and he's just changed all his pricing. So my haircut that I got today was $15. I, I texted him yesterday. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I can get you in tomorrow morning. Very professional. Very, like, just hooked mm-hmm. up my hair. I didn't even have my hair out. That's like, I had true. it twisted. Yeah. And for me to let it out, and you just done did all of this. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, well, how much is it? He said, 15 I said, hmm. That's it. He chuckled. I said, so your blessings is coming. Mm-hmm. And he said, and mm-hmm. I receive it. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that was one of those moments for mm-hmm. me today to understand, like, even just the power of manifestation that yes. I'm saying these, sometimes yeah. it's just saying things oh, out yes. loud yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. for you Universe. to be able to get it. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll put his information up this week on, okay. uh, on the podcast as well. But uh, he goes by it's Ashwood's elite cut. So Ashwood, A S H W O O D S underscore elite underscore cuts. And uh, I think his name is Joshua. He just like, he just, I felt peace in his mm-hmm. presence right. too. So it was like nice. so much, but you could tell you that that's a brilliance mm-hmm. in that man. And mm-hmm. he's going to go along with, Way, but mm-hmm. we're definitely gonna have to do our work to support him. Yes, I have another one too. So <laughs> okay, I then I went to go get a money order, um, and at Albertsons, and that line is always around mm-hmm. the corner, and I just don't have paid out, and they don't move, they don't move. So I was like, you know what? Let me go back over to my old neighborhood, the Dino Mart. You don't ever have no line. Mm-hmm. Get in, get out. So I go in. And I'm talking to the girl, like, I haven't seen her in a while, so we're kind of catching up. And then I turn, and she has me wait for something to, to process the money order. So I go speak to this lady. And this was a true ghetto and godly moment. Like, we're on the corner of Decatur and Desert Inn, for those in Las Vegas, at this dynamite. And this lady, like, she has set up, she's able to... Um, she was selling her her good, mm-hmm. like she makes cakes and treats and all these things. Mm-hmm. And she was specifying, yeah, like what goods? Yeah, was she oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I talked about the oh, Lord, uh, but yeah. So she, I bought these uh, strawberry shortcake cupcakes Ooh. were so bomb, like nice. so good. And it was just okay. one of those things that she was so like just everything about how she executed just was it was just done right. Mm. And it was just like you know I just. I, I put that space, I created that space, I created mm-hmm. that intention, yeah. and then I watched it manifest just on a Saturday. Yeah. Like, just right. me going just to run out. my errands yeah. and just mm-hmm. handle things. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's, what, nice. that's what I wanted that's to share. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for your So story. I have to put her information. I don't I don't know where I put it, but I'll put make sure her stuff Strawberry is up there shortcake. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. And I gave her the card, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I have a podcast, and so I'm talking to her. She was like, ghetto and godly, like, that's me. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. I was like, all right, girl. <laughs> well, we going to talk. You might have you come on for a conversation. All right. All right. Some goodies. Exactly. So today, um, I think we and I had a kind of a conversation about this just a couple minutes ago, but uh, I would say, you know, we're talking about some not so joyful conversations. And, and I think, you know, I think Mimi, it's joyful. Mimi thinks it's joyful, and I and I, I understand that. I think I understand the perspective. I think we just it's just know, two we, different we, we perspectives. Just, yep, yeah. and that's why we both on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So you know, a lot of that is in you know paying respect to our ancestors. That I thought it would be important to begin you know our conversation today with with joy, intentional like intentionally speaking of of joy. So um, 
what would you have to see to cry tears of joy? Like today, right in this moment, like what would you have to see? What would need to be revealed to you to cry tears of joy? Mm. Who? Um, I would say <laughs> just just me, just seeing people just be great in in whatever they're doing. Like to me, that's joyful. To me, that that makes me happy. Like I love to see the people around me just living their best life and. Just being great, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. I don't know. Like, okay. like I said, I'm a crybaby, so I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I think Mimi cries more tears of joy. I, she got I, more I, stories. I she do. Said. Okay. You know, I would, um, I would actually say this moment. I mean, just mm-hmm. because I don't have tears going mm-hmm. down my face, you know mm-hmm. that. Um, but the tears of joy for you all to get together, to strengthen a sisterhood, mm-hmm. to strengthen a relationship, just really have the best intentions for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's where our relationships to grow and know that you're not worrying about somebody being that, like you just mentioned. Um, this is why you guys have different perspectives mm-hmm. opposed to someone feeling like that's a threat, someone feeling like you, you know, you intimidated by it, but to be able to strengthen each yes. other and to come together and say, you know what, even having the podcast and promoting uh, different individuals and their businesses and Absolutely. and things like that. So you know, honestly, um, I'm just I, I'm I'm overjoyed and I'm just thankful, mm-hmm. you know, for you all. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm just proud of you all for um, for making Aww. it happen. Thank you, Miss Anissa. You're very welcome. That's made me like you know you officially out here with you so dope. We gotta get that on a shirt. You so dope. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Well, um, I think for me, oh, this is like I've just been so joy filled. I think in the the oddest way. So like I've in a lot of pain that I've experienced lately. Like I've found joy in that pain, and just found joy in so many other crevices of my life. So I think. I was talking to one of my friends the other day and she, we were just having this conversation kind of about where we both at. And it was just so striking to me that she was able to see how at the time, I don't even think I understood manifestation and like really centering myself at the time, but there was just things I would do kind of in a work setting. And she would kind of be like, I don't know why you're doing all of that. Like that's, that's a little extra. I don't get why you're doing all that. So I would be like, well, this is what, like I, I'm thinking about my next steps. And so she told me, she pulled me aside, she was like, you know, I never, before I met you, I never seen anybody do that. Like, you've set goals, you've said things, and mm-hmm. I've watched you make them happen. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I've never seen that and wanted me to be, it wanted me, like, I wanted to be able to do better. So I think for me, that moment, what would bring me to moments of joy is just any moment where I see somebody understand the power of manifestation for themselves. Mm-hmm. And understand that life is not happening to them. And and not just understand that from the jump, but like actually watching that transition in, in mm-hmm. a person is mm-hmm. ama- is yeah. like one of the most amazing things to me. And so I think that will bring me to tears of joy. I, I mean, I've seen it in so many people around me lately that it's just like, wow, like that's awesome. Like from the mm-hmm. just the awe standpoint, like I, I never I knew I never knew what I was doing. As mm-hmm. much as I know now, and so right. now I'm seeing other people being able to do that as well, and it's just like it's breathtaking. So yeah. nice. Awesome. Well, um, today in our episode, essentially what we're talking about is the talk. 
So um, Mimi was uh, watching Blackish. She's she's an, she's a fan now. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite shows. Uh, yeah, so she was inspired uh, by that episode to kind of talk about. I think you know I'd like to flesh the conversation not to just be about law enforcement because I think you know we have to kind of back up a few steps too Mm -hmm. Um, but really the conversations we're having in our households with children or what conversation you received as a child no Mimi and I don't have kids yet at this point Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think there's still those again those different perspectives that we can bring to the conversation of you know what's getting talked about like a lot of things uh, you know I always see that quote where you have to like grow becoming an adult is unlearning a lot of things so like what are we learning what conversations are we having Mm -hmm. so that's what we're gonna explore today Um, so I actually just want to start off kind of like from a, a very fundamental standpoint to ask like what what were you taught about being black? All right. <laughs> um, yeah. I was taught you that being black is is a privilege. Um, that you have these powers and you have this ability that you have to tap into, and you're great to be black. Mm-hmm. is is to be great um also that people may not understand that as you go through life and mm-hmm. they may treat you different they may dislike you um but you have to learn how to be a- above it and just still you know just continue to be you and stand in your greatness yeah i think for me like um when i think about what i was like the what I was taught about being black, I think of um, I was out. I know one lesson in particular stands out that I have to work harder. Mm, yeah, that mm-hmm. I have to, like that's a part of being black is yes. like you're gonna have to work harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, not because you're working harder because a gift or talent isn't there, but because of how others perceive you. I think a lot of what I talked I was taught about blackness, to be completely honest, was in reference to how somebody else perceives me rather than what it actually is mm-hmm. for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think. You know, as I grew older, I think my mom was very intentional about putting me in different programming to explore, you know, the diaspora Mm -hmm. more so, you know, the Caribbean and, you know, the continent of Africa rather than just the American experience. Mm -hmm. But that's the other thing I was taught. And I always clung to being able to say I'm identifying as black rather than African-American. I don't think there's anything Mm -hmm. wrong with African-American, but I think blackness speaks to Mm -hmm. a a different volume and a different capacity Mm -hmm. of what that looks like. And so that's something I identify with. But I was taught to be proud of it. Mm -hmm. But it was like this contradicting message, like be proud of it but like also mm-hmm. know that people are gonna be like yeah. you know doing all this other stuff yeah. mm-hmm. um, and there'll be times where you, because of that very thing that I'm proud of in you people are gonna try to make you feel ashamed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that was hard for me to understand but I think it started to make more sense as I grew up mm-hmm. exactly um, well for me I was born in the 70s y'all <laughs> she don't like and, it uh, black don't what? crack thank you that part <laughs> Um, so honestly, um, I didn't have those conversations Mm -hmm. with my parents. So I, um, I, it's, it's like I was hungry for it. I, I felt proud to be black. I felt, I felt all these things, but there wasn't no influence per se. There wasn't, you know, so it was like, I was feeling these things and and had no Without idea exactly mm-hmm. so um so i actually uh, so in school i'm like yeah i want to take black history i want to <laughs> you know mm-hmm. okay so i um 
and and even some of my career choices. Like I started to so Black History, I started to learn about you know um, Madam C J Walker um, inspired me. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well since she you know was the inventor of beauty products and things like that, I'm mm-hmm. able to do hair. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, me being a cosmetologist, mm-hmm. um, just you know so learning about. I'm like, oh, this is what's up. Okay, we have uh, you know Sarah Boone as far as the ironing board. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is some some stuff. Like, hold up, let's be innovative. What mm-hmm. we we can just do this. Right. Everything, right. you know, we got stoplights and, right. you know, so here it is. I'm like, peanut butter, peanut just go butter. ahead and, you know, so <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> right? So, um, so for me, I was like, wow, this is, this is motivating. And um, so I actually, in high school, in ninth grade, I took black history and we had an opportunity to go to Georgia mm-hmm. to, um, uh, to see Mal- um, Malcolm X, I'm sorry, Martin, um, Martin Luther King. King. Mm-hmm. Memorial. You know, to see the memorial and things. And, you know, so we took, um, we we drove. We was, took a bus ride there. Mm-hmm. So um, when we went, there was a cross in someone's yard. Like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like it was on fire before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this is the 80s. I mean. <laughs> What's going so, on? So, you know, so I saw <laughs> movies. I saw, you know. Mm-hmm. So that actually, of course, I saw like Lady Sings the Blues when I was, you know, and it kind of took me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I remember her being on the bus, you know, right. Diana Ross and seeing, right. you know, where she's like. And so um, we went to the YMCA and that's where we, we had mm-hmm. stayed and we had our... our um, Little cots. Yep, we had little our little. Well, we had our. We didn't even have. We didn't have cots. We brought our own sleeping, sleeping bags, bags and stuff. Oh, right. Wow. So, but they was like, y'all can't get in a pool. Y'all can't. You, you if y'all serious? if y'all wanted to play basketball, wow. you can have your own ball, but you can't use the, in the equipment 80s in Atlanta. That part. So, um, that was a an experience that actually I didn't know how to at like fifteen years old. I didn't know how, how, how to process that. Process that exactly. Mm-hmm. So I remember, and at one point I felt like <coughs> I guess I can appreciate that I know you don't like me. Right. I know I can appreciate exactly. So there's a different culture. Exactly. Um. So honestly, you know, so it was me trying to figure these things out. You know, um, on my own and experiencing some of this. I never came home and told my parents mm-hmm. what what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was a part of um me understanding. You know, I knew early on, even though I didn't have you know experience brutality mm-hmm. myself or you know somebody close to me and things like that but it helped me understand real young mm-hmm. that yeah there's there's history is still you know it's still, is still yeah. present yeah. Mm-hmm. and it still exists you know yes exactly so in one part of me like I said was seeing all these wonderful things that we do but then I'm like wow and then you treating us like this you treat me like I'm not human you, take a you drive don't drive and you know you're exactly. a kid right. and just experience this That's and crazy. even just yeah. like the idea of I think if most most students would go on that trip. Now, there would be some type of preparation by the school. Yeah. You know, what exactly. I, if, we, if we were intentionally going into spaces that were inclusive, I think even just understanding how those resources have evolved mm-hmm. and how there's, you know, more of a shared responsibility, whether that executes or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just thinking about, like, who's helping? Are we having conversations as the program at school to talk about right. these things afterwards? Like, yeah. those, that's, that's, that's powerful. That's help with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So do you think um, that, you know, the conversations, the lack of conversation in your house, did that make you want to to speak to these, you know, about these topics more with your children? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So I did. Uh, my my children were pretty young when I've had these conversations. I was actually pretty young when I had my first child. I, um, I was, you know, in senior high. Mm-hmm. So some of these things were, you know, I'm like, shoot, I just just found out about <laughs> some stuff. I just, okay. I just so, read that chapter you know, last week. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, so with situations, um, with situations like that, you know, like, like um, police brutality, here it is. You know, my daughter wasn't even one yet um, with Rodney King. And that's what us seeing this on TV. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, and honestly, when I saw that, I didn't really feel it was, is is um connected to it? Yeah, yeah I well with with it being my daughter. Oh, so I'm versus associated versus, versus exactly because like, I'm yeah, like because you have a daughter and you have sons. So exactly. like are those conversations different? Do you like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't stuff. think I really had that. I didn't have that exactly, that and I didn't have that conversation mm-hmm. with her. Um, because I just felt like. You know, she, she because she a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling like, okay, because a lot of this comes from like even when we talk about the brutality, mm-hmm. it's coming from um fear. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. um that fear um that cops may have, mm-hmm. being threatened, um, you know, of course, creating these biases because it depends mm-hmm. on where you're police at. You know, is right. most of your criminals yeah. black African American? You know, men um, and things like that. So mm-hmm. for me, I didn't really associate that with my black daughter. Right? right. So but when my sons, they were we were having a conversation at like 12 and 13 mm-hmm. where, you know, um, my my youngest, he um, at 14, you know, he's 15 now. He look about 21. He could. Yeah. He could. <laughs> Does exactly. it look like? I'm like, wait a minute. Anytime. <laughs> he was a toddler last when I first met you. Right? Exactly. What you doing? It was the deep voice and the mustache. Yes. Deep voice, mustache, and about six feet tall. Mm-hmm. So he and 15. So at 14, I'm having a conversation with him um, saying, you know, okay, if you, you know, encounter this, the police, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, if the police stop you, I, you know, I understand you don't have a license. I don't care who you with. You know, you don't look 15. Right. Okay. And so I want you to, so I'm going through the whole process. Like, okay. And I said, and initially I said, put my, you know, put your hands on the dashboard. Make sure they visible. Put your hands out, put the keys out the side. Right. Put your hands out the window. (laughs) Roll down all the windows. (laughs) Exactly. Turn down the music. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure your hands are in visible sight. Mm -hmm. But that's funny that you say that. When I was um, 19 years old, I used to work at a call center for Sprint. And I went to work at six o'clock in the morning and got off at two o'clock. My mom would like, when I was leaving to go to work, I lived at home and um, I lived in Henderson um, here in Bakewell, Nevada. About 10 minutes after I would leave to go to work, my mom would come out and go to work too. And it was a police officer that stopped me coming out of my mom's apartment. And he's like, hey, um, we're looking for somebody that was in a fight. They just came from a party. You look like you just came from a party. And I mind you, I have on jeans and a t-shirt and sneakers. I'm like, what are you talking about, sir? I'm going to work. This officer, black cop, might I add, mm-hmm. um, not that it makes a difference, but whatever. <laughs> it was a note. <laughs> I can tell you, you noted it. And he he put he tells me to put my hands behind my back, and he's going to like search my car and like I look like the, I fit the description of the suspect that just beat somebody up in another apartment. And I didn't know what to do because my mom never had that talk exactly. with me because as a as a young girl, mm-hmm. you don't think that your girls would come Go into through. these exactly. type of situations, mm-hmm. but I did. 
do you know the only thing I could scream was mama like, <laughs> like right. and I was so thrown mm-hmm. off like I'm going to work officer like what about me says that I just came from a party and I just walked out like I I mean I understand he had a job to do but mm-hmm. you he I was the suspect it didn't right. sound and he like wasn't he was looking doing anywhere his job else. Yes. yeah Yes, that exactly. that was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is crazy. But that's like, yeah. I think that's proper. Like you said, like how are we? This is a conversation we have so heavily with our, our black boys. males, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you even think if it, even thinking about. Um, you know, just different things. Like, a black woman may be connected to that experience, even if it's not, she's not the one that gets shot by the police. She mm-hmm. may be in the car. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've seen that mm-hmm. situation play out. She mm-hmm. may be, you know, in, in, in relation to that person. Or she may be the person. Right. She, yeah. she, that is a very valid thing that happens today. So I think, you know, figuring out that conversation, I think you just asking, like, I think it should be a, the same conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that yeah. there should be a difference in it. And realizing, you know, I hope this, this episode encourages us to figure out, you know, one prompt us to say, hey, maybe we do need to be talking about these things. But also to like ha- create intention on how are we going to? Cause I don't mm-hmm. think that we have mm-hmm. in a lot of spaces. And so when we don't do things, we have to prepare, we have to do our research. We have to study to figure out how are these conversations taking place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's one thing I hope we can, we'll, we'll make a post on Facebook and so that people can add, you know, how they've had these conversations. Cause I think it's important to share. Yeah. What do you it start? What, when do you mm-hmm. start? Cause like, yeah. when is that age that's like, okay, now you guys are here. Like, yeah. is, mm-hmm. it, is that a passing of the torch? Like, is that a, a rite of passage, you know, that we have in our black communities now or in our black households? Or, you know, do you start having this conversation at five? Do you start having it at 16, at mm-hmm. 12, at 10? Exactly. Does it depend on what they look like, how they are maturing? Mm-hmm. That it, Do they look like an adult? Are we basing it off of that? And I think those are, yeah. like, what do y'all think? Like, mm-hmm. is there a... Sp- I think you, uh, the younger, once they start comprehending and watching certain things and picking up on certain things, four five like the earlier the better and then you just continue to have these conversations the more and more they understand because they may not understand what you're saying at five years old but you continue that conversation as mm-hmm. they get older i think right. that's a, a lot of ways of parenting i think that there are age appropriate conversations if that even makes sense i don't know if i like adhere to age appropriate as much but uh the idea that you have an evolving conversation. Mm-hmm. So you start talking about bias maybe in a very simplified form of, you know, you mm-hmm. know, when you did that or like mm-hmm. based off of their activities or where they are in that space, I think is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, because even when when I was talking to my 14 year old about it, he said, Ma, you're scaring me. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. So and I said, that's not my intentions. Yeah. Um, I said, this is, this is real. real. This is yeah. real. This is the real, because even when I had told him, you know, put your hands on the dashboard, he's like, can I just put them up in the air? No, you know, so he's right. feeling like, look, I don't even want that to be, I don't yeah. want nobody to think that I'm reaching for nothing in the, in the glove compartment. Did I just put them in the air? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, so there again, like you said, what what age do you really, uh, you know, and I think it just really all depends on that conversation. I think we even outside of this is where it's important that we bring it back to talk about those relationships mm-hmm. with your with your children, period. Mm-hmm. And the conversations and the communication, period, because if you're not having a conversation, it don't make a difference if they five or 15 yeah. or 22, because if you're not communicating, having these conversations, it ain't never going to be easy and you're not going to mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. how exactly. to go there. And yeah. I think that that's where it just really comes down to um yeah that that communication you know early 
in that yeah. relationship and creating that standard to talk about things rather than mm-hmm. react to things I think exactly. a lot okay now we're gonna have a conversation because so and so got you know somebody was shot on TV or exactly. or you encountered the police so now we're having mm-hmm. a reactive mm-hmm. we're having a reaction to something that yeah. took place and I think that proactivity is so important yes, and something that you know I would love to see flourish in, in many ways in you know our, our black families and mm-hmm. homes because it's just something that we've we're, we're, we're used to um, you know based off of history and the constraints that have been put upon us to mm-hmm. to just surviving and, and, and mm-hmm. you know being successful and making it to the other side but it's like we haven't really st- sat back all the time and thought of the, the strategic way yeah. mm-hmm. you know we, we can have that skill of being able to you know be in crunch time and get it done and, and survive but like that you know that shifting of the, 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 the surviving to the thriving mindset of we already understand that these things are out here so mm-hmm. rather than waiting for them to happen and us react let's start to prepare for yeah. them mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. So why do you maybe why do you think it's important for us to have the talk in the black community specifically? Does it just need to take place in the black community? Does it I think all all parents should sit down and have a talk with their children about interacting with law enforcement. Um is vital if you're black. Like you have to. You don't want to be like me calling for your mama and you're not knowing what to do. He don't he don't know who mama is, you know. Um it's important. Like I grew up in the 90s in California. So Watts Riot, my dad would have conversations, he's from South Central, conversations with me about the Watts riots and listening to Ice-T and Public Enemy, fuck the police. So this mm-hmm. is like what I, you know, mm-hmm. have embedded in me. Like, I don't like the police. Like, my right. daddy's listening to Ice-T. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't have that talk and I had to learn as I encountered law enforcement what to do when okay well maybe i shouldn't do that next time and you know maybe i do need to do something better or react better or or speak to them better or or whatever um so it doesn't end differently you know it's important and i think that's the thing is like we can't with these situations like from my perspective you can't control the outcome like even if you do we create a checklist and you do everything on that that's the other person still has actions and they're still making choices but again it goes back to the idea of you know doing what we can do. Um, And I think that's one, I think, is learning about the laws. And I think that's a step that's normally misses. We talk a lot about reaction, but understanding that sometimes you don't have to say anything, but Mm -hmm. you just saying, I don't have to say anything, but understanding what it is, being able to, you know, to, to state that and, and feel affirmed in those things and understand that we're not always secured by those things, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. based off of the way um, that our country is set up and that our world is set up and how we, you know, privilege power and all of that. But we do have power to, 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 for not, we have power to, Mm -hmm. for, of knowledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, Mm -hmm. that doesn't always keep us the safest, but it does take a step. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And like I, I do agree that with Mimi that like this needs to happen in multiple households. And I think this conversation is so layered, and in many things it could be layered in you know prejudice against social economic classes, re- racial prejudice, um, you know sex sexism. Like there's mm-hmm. so many things that could be involved. Like you have to. It goes back to communication. Like mm-hmm. Anissa was saying, like it's 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 rooted in communication and talking mm-hmm. about a lot of things you may not want to talk about. A lot of things that you may have to confront your own 
your own BS, like yeah. a lot right. of those things because your own bias, BS and bias, mm-hmm. because a lot of we are raising children with bias. We all we all yes. have bias to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And it's our responsibility to acknowledge that and understand that that doesn't mean that that silences your truth to understand your bias, but be aware of how you interact and how you how you extend your energy and receive energy based off of how you're applying a thought of somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's important on both ends because the kid that uh, somebody that's not black or even if they are black could be on the other end of law enforcement and maybe they want to be a police officer. Mm-hmm, so right. you have to instill to and treat I, people yeah, absolutely. Yeah. equally mm-hmm. regardless of yeah. how or, they look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or shaming them. Like, I don't know if I've ever had heard somebody want a black, like encourage a black man to become a black boy to become a police officer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think in the last couple of years, that's not, I haven't run into a little boy. You know, and I have conversations like, like with kids. I'm like, what are you, tell me what you're dreaming about. Tell me like what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen that. And I think that that, that isn't the answer either. No, um, because, you know, we create this idea of police. And yes, there are policemen uh, that do are not upholding their badge mm-hmm. and they are not doing what they need to be doing. And they should not be able to, to continue mm-hmm. to work in that space. Just like anybody else, that's a career path. That's mm-hmm. your job. You have expectations. There's real regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, at the same time, I don't think it's to um, go away from the idea that we have power to shift what this looks like. We Absolutely. have power to hold people accountable. And a part of that is sometimes becoming a part of the system. And, you know, and some mm-hmm. people's belief and sometimes it's not. Um, that's up for you to choose. But if that is a career option that somebody sees as viable and you have a comp- you have a bright child who may be inspired by that. And we've created so much shame around an option that actually mm-hmm. may help advance our, you know, our ideas and how we connect mm-hmm. with one another. Absolutely. I think it, it, that's something we need to be mindful of as well. It's like, how are we, are we raising, um, you know, Know, our, our children to want to go into policy mm-hmm. are we are we turning this into mm-hmm. something else that's not just you know mm-hmm. fuck the police mm-hmm. like are we turning it into something that's going to create a better space for us to raise yeah. you know healthy adults that are you know healthy and emotional mm-hmm. you know in, in, in so many ways because I think that's what it comes back to is we're not tending to emotional health across the board um, mm-hmm. and so these type of things happen yeah. right yeah and I, I definitely um agree with both of you and I and I have conversations as well um with my children as far as we need some police okay mm-hmm. we right. need some law enforcement ones. and how you know so like you said here it is that we uh here it is we have this negative perception mm-hmm. of police are but how however no we we still need that law enforcement mm-hmm. we still need we yeah. still need that we yeah. still need folks to protect yeah. and, ser- and serve mm-hmm. and not all because that's like saying you know all African Americans is lazy and criminals mm-hmm. we can't put everybody in yeah. the same pot mm-hmm. to say even though there are some yeah. that's not all good <laughs> right <It's some> lazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> so um, yeah and that's where we definitely have to um, def- you know when you said as far that. as you know mm-hmm. encourage folks Folks, yeah, this is, and we need to definitely get some good folks that, mm-hmm. you know, to be officers and encourage, you know, yeah. individuals that um, that definitely want to do it for the, um, right, reasons. It for the right reasons. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So I was reading, I think, you know, we, we kind of started talking about, you know, police brutality in the, the sense of kind of like what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was... Um, a woman by the name of Sonya Gregg that just published a book. Uh, it's a children's book called Mama, Did You Hear the News? And so in this book, she establishes like a five-part mantra to help uh, our 
black um, black Americans remember what to do during a police encounter. So it's called uh, alive. And so A means always use your manners. L is listen and comply. I is in control of your emotions. V is visible hands always. And E is explain everything. Um, and so she was, you know, as noted as just saying that this is, this just gives us a checklist to help come home alive. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to know if you guys agree with this approach because it's very, uh, it's very much a hot topic in terms of how we prepare to, you know, our ourselves and our children to encounter the police uh, from a standpoint of do we set them up in a way that you know. <laughs> you have to do this rather than, you know, hold our police officers accountable to what they are supposed to be doing in that experience. What do you guys think about this approach? Is this something that you would like buy for your kids? Like if, if you had, if, if that was like a scenario. Or... Um, I agree with most of what's on here. Um, I believe always use your manners, you know, no, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, listen and always comply. And be in control of your emotions. You don't want to let your emotions get out of whack and you're cursing the officer out and you're escalating the situation. You definitely don't want that. Keep your hands visible, please. And I don't agree with explaining everything because <laughs> sometimes they're just provoking you. They, you know, they're asking you with my encounters or people close to me encounters. They'll ask you something, and that doesn't have anything to do with the situation at hand. If you're stopping me for a headlight, that's what we're we're talking about. And you're asking me about where is my gun or whatever. That's like that. That's not relevant. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not giving you probable cause to ask me this. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you know you don't have to explain everything. Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to understanding the law and understanding the you know what yeah. are exactly. your rights in this situation. And I think that's something that. I would, you know, prefer to use as a tool rather than say, you know, use your manners, do all these things, because um, I'm not always sure if I'm aligned with with that. I do mm-hmm. believe, you know, in general that I I should will be, I will extend respect that in mm-hmm. general, and that's something that I would imagine that I would instill in my children. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same breath, like I do think that I rather you be thinking of a space to. Um, act with your rights in a way that mm-hmm. does also carry forward those values that I've taught you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like I need to say like you need to call them sir or ma'am like that. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be something that re- is required mm-hmm. for me. You know, officer, whatever your name is, officer command, have your name. But, you mm-hmm. know, to to have a conversation in that way because I do think there's some unhealthy power dynamics just about you know policing mm-hmm. in, in general that I don't always mm-hmm. agree with. Um, but I do think that you know there is that space to kind of explore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, yeah, like you said, as far as that format, um, not necessarily, I, I go back to mm-hmm. there again, yeah. the laws and right. I know we kind of talked about, um, uh, previously how, you know, my, my children pretty much, they, they know, you know, certain amendments or what they, yeah. you know, do they have to say anything? Do mm-hmm. they have to, you know, is it probable mm-hmm. cause, like you said, um, and things like that. But I also bring it into perspective to say, you know, and the yes, ma'am and, and all that, if I'm not saying that to my mama and my grandma and them, you know, yeah. I mean, for me to be saying yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you know, no. that's taking it to a whole nother. <laughs> yes, you know, no, this is it's that yeah. respect. And just you don't have to be that, overly you don't have respectful. To, exactly. To not be disrespectful. Right. And standpoint. that's why I just feel like and, um, you know, so I just feel like when... When we're talking about, for for one, these things right here, I mean, opposed to the, the visible hands, 
pertains to your parents. I'm going to need you to be <laughs> respectful. I'm going to need you to listen and comply. I need you to have some manners. Don't <laughs> pop off on me if we got a conversation. So right. if you in front of the judge, you can't pop off at the judge. Mm-hmm. You may ju- you know, yeah. you need your manners. So this is just respect and and this is this is just this is just the law of you respecting and doing what you need to do, period, mm. is kind of what this is laying out. And I don't care if you at your job, your parents, <laughs> you in front of the judge, you know the same thing. And we're not going to, like I said, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you know, and things like that. But I need you to be respectful and and first and foremost to come back and take that ownership and understand Absolutely. when you're being when you're being stopped. Do you have your license and registrations? Do you have your insurance? Do you have, you know, what are you doing? Do, do you, if you do have um, a license to carry, mm-hmm. is it under your seat? Mm-hmm. Is it where, you know what I'm saying? Can yeah. we, can we got to communicate? Yeah. Because right. if it's under your seat, not in your glove compartment. You have to communicate that. That yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Right. So, them, officer, I have my. If, yeah, hands visible. If mm-hmm. I need to get out because it is somewhere that you might think I'm reaching for something, you know, do you need me to get out because mm-hmm. it's such and such? Yeah. You mm-hmm. want to get it, whatever it is. But that's where the communication comes in. And I feel like, um, yeah, but when your emotions is involved and you popping off or whatever, then, yeah, there's going to be a problem because the thing is we do need to bring it back to understand. Like you said, here it is that they said, you know, for your situation mm-hmm. that, oh, OK, there's someone in this that was fighting in this mm-hmm. area right mm-hmm. so if they get a call and they don't have all the details and then they're coming and mm-hmm. you popping off well for me yeah, if, guilty. exactly mm-hmm. right so why what you saying and what you doing right. so when folks is you know yeah so when the when the cops is coming okay no we gonna be calm about right. this we right. gonna mm-hmm. talk because otherwise yeah it's almost like it's well why you escalate. yeah it's mm-hmm. gonna escalate and that's not and again that's one of those things that you, you can control to a certain extent. Yeah. To a certain, yeah. You can control your reactions, and though it may not fair, mm-hmm. seem fair, though, and that's what the the court and again, I'm legal system aware of the holes and the opportunities there. But that's what the court system is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The officer is not your judge and jury, exactly. Right. And I think that's we put a lot of. Um, because I, I mean, it, it is it's a very a sensitive moment. It's, it it yeah. is a very, um, especially you know, in 2018, sitting here like that is a very. Um, vulnerable spaces the police right. offer to pull you over. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. a very vulnerable space for anybody to be in because you don't know where that officer is and you shouldn't have to worry about that as a citizen. Right. Uh, but it is something that there's a lot of things we don't think we would need to do. And do. Mm-hmm. that's why I think, you know, we differ on this, the, the yes ma'am and the no sir, because when they're pulling you over and that's a white cop and you are a black man or a black woman, especially a black man, you know, you're already inferior of me just because of how I look and I'm a black man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's that reverse psychology thing and like that 48 laws of power. I'm going to say this because I want to go home and I know mm-hmm. you want to feel like you're in control. And yeah, you are in control, but let me just throw a little extra on top. Yes, sir. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I wanna, know if you, should, if you say it in that tone, if yeah, it still cause, counts cause, yeah, with the eye roll. That, yeah, because if it was icing on the cake, that icing didn't have no sugar. Yeah, it didn't no have sugar. No, yeah, that was exactly. Bitter, mm, that was a bitter icing. Exactly. I'm like, Just no, that grainy. icing. I want to leave in peace. So exactly. We trying to get out. We definitely did. And I think it's the idea, even what you said, Mimi, even the idea of, you know, because I think, again, it is submitting to a a an ideal of power that I am inferior, but I'm not. So I'm not going to say that to you. I'm not going to affirm that 
that ideal that you have that you may have a power in a way that's not disrespect. It's not disrespectful mm-hmm. for me to not say right. ma'am or sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it, what I what I am doing that is a form of me acknowledging what the situation is. I'm a citizen, and you are working on behalf of this municipal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how we would interact. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dog mm-hmm. you. I'm not, and I think that's just where we. Because yeah. I, I, I think that that's big for me is you know the thought of playing into that 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 it almost feels like I'm jumping into a character yeah. in there. And I understand why somebody yeah. would absolutely. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But for me myself, I would hope that you know, and you never know until you're in the situation mm-hmm. what happens. But um, I have been pulled over before, and I, I just you know, sir, officer, how can I help? What what, what can I do? Because I'm, you know, either I know why I'm not like I, either I know there's something gonna come out. I'm getting a ticket. I'm gonna do like whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, and then letting that situation play out. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I mm-hmm. see both ends of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and I, I was looking up some statistics, kind of like on where we are with you know police brutality, especially within the black community. Um, and I read an article on the Washington Post that said in 2017 the police shot and killed nearly uh, 1,000 people. Um, so that's 987 people to be exact. Um, of that 987, 19 uh, that were killed were unarmed black men. Um, black males accounted for 22% of the 90, 987 shot um, and killed. So, um, you know, and, and to think about that and then also to think about this second statistic that, um, you know, those same black men are only 6% of, you know, 6% of the population. So then when you talk about that proportion and that that ratio, that's when that's when things get scary. Like mm-hmm. because we don't mm-hmm. have an opportunity for you to mess like for yeah. for this situation to go bad. Like with mm-hmm. the, just the numbers are just ridiculous. Um and then to realize that those numbers are are live and they're people and their sons and their fathers and their their brothers and their their uncles and they they are they're they're themselves and are valued just as themselves uh without those connections. But um it just makes me think about, you know, we know the statistics. It can ideally be seemingly to get be better, and usually it's not. But, like, what can we actually do? I just say, you know, I, as crazy as it sounds, it's like, don't give. For me, being married to a black man, father's a black man, um, of course. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, maybe you had a secret to share. Mm-mm. You didn't need your ancestry.com. Um, <laughs> but I just say, don't, don't give the police any, don't ha- give them any reason to interact with you. Mm-hmm. Um, just last month, my husband was pulled over for a headlight being out, and I beat myself up because I should have seen that my husband's headlight was out, and I worry about every interaction with the police like i don't want him to have any interaction with them because of these statistics mm. like that's scary mm-hmm. yeah so it's just cross your cross your t's and dot your eyes make mm-hmm. sure your headlights are taken care of mm-hmm. yeah you, you put your blinkers on you yeah. know mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. abide by the law don't give them any reason yeah Exactly. And I think, you know, us understanding that even if they don't have a reason, sometimes yeah, they find a reason. Yeah, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like you said, I think that's just, again, goes back to the, the, the idea of our value system and, you know, being a united, you know, being here and understanding that we are in a situation that we're in mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. things are not just and they're not they're not coming out that way. Yeah. So um, I think 
you know, not understanding where we are in society. Ideally, yes, I would not want to have to to tell my kids about this or or have such intentional conversation where they may like be like, oh, I may scare them. Mm-hmm. But understanding that we're gonna have to attack this in in terms of a solution from multiple angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just at this uh, health fair. Uh, it was like a, a wellness fair at our job, and they have um, this campaign. I, f- I think it's just – I don't know if the name is just like Don't Drink and Text or something like mm-hmm. that. But one thing that they do is this uh, – they're a nonprofit, and they work with, like, their state troopers and all of this and in AAA. So they'll make sure that um, kids are able to test the fluids, like if their car runs low or they're able to change the headlight themselves, making sure that they have those skills. But they So they bring, like, a AAA truck, and they bring a police – like, the state troopers with them. And they also, like, explain, like, walk the kids through what an inter- Interaction would look like. Mm-hmm. So what the police offer from a policy stand, procedure standpoint, what that officer would be doing. And then on the, the other side, you know, mm-hmm. what is expected of them. Right. And not from like, a, oh, we want you to do that. But like what in this specific situation yeah. is actually expected and required for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes into law and policy and their rights and all of that. And I just thought that that was such an amazing program. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. not just for one specific, because I've heard of like, you know, they'll say like, well, I know a white boy that got, you know, pulled over and he cussed out the police and was beating him up or whatever. Like he still know what to, he need to know what to do as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a pass mm-hmm. for anybody. And I think like those are the things I think should be and like that's what high school and middle school classes should be is like mm-hmm. exploring those things. But I hope that we're able to create some more intention. My intention would be for us, you know, get a godly to host, host some type of event that's going to, you know, yeah interact the policy with the actual human experience and exchange and that preparation for how to just handle yourself because if you don't know how to handle yourself that that's not you being able to control what you can't control Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. being able to prepare yourself in the most ways to either whether that's you you be calm you use the yes sir yes ma'am or you're you're knowledgeable on your policy. I think whatever that means is we need to start exposing our children and our adults to this because I think we missed a lot of people yeah. that we mm-hmm. might need to go back and grab. Yeah, I was missed. Exactly. exactly. I was missed. <laughs> she said, I was missed, okay? <laughs> Me too, girl. Me right. too. So, so as yeah. we... Um, as we wrap up this episode, so there was a video I was watching and it was called... Um, it was called the Jew. So the, the team that created it is called the Jubilee Project. And they released a video called Dear Child. And the video is about these different black parents mm-hmm. uh, and young people expressing what they would like to tell their, you know, tell black kids about police brutality. Mm-hmm. Um, so my original question was, what would you extend to, the, to today's youth? But as we just noted, we got some brothers and sisters and uncles and aunties and, and cousins that's maybe grown mm-hmm. or, uh, oh, or of age mm-hmm. <laughs> that may need that message. So, um, you know, and kind of thinking about winding down from this episode, like what would, what would, after we've talked about what we've talked about, what would be, what would you extend? I, um, as I stated, you know, my, my children are, are, are far away from me and some of the things that I do to maintain a certain amount of peace and um and comfort for for my loved ones um there's a few things that I do and I think that collectively as a community as a people that I feel that we can do um and for one is to continue to be praying um to continue to be praying for peace protection and justice um for our loved ones for um for the righteous you know so um also for fasting i don't care if you're jewish i don't care if you're muslim if you're christian um if you don't know how to fast but there again i think we 
also have opportunity to be intercessors, you know, and to fast, to come away from some things so we can focus um, more to, um, yeah, to there again for, for that protection. Um, uh, also um, to give more. Um, what's that charity? You know, we get our blessings on for that charity. Do we need to be over at this situ at this um yeah. this this place that you mentioned? Exactly. Yeah. So do we need to go on and talk about mm. talk to the children? Mm. Do we need to, you know, go on and volunteer there? Do we need to so what are we doing as a charity? Is it these conversations we have and if we're going to volunteer somewhere where it's the children to be able to mm. see and understand? Um and lastly, I believe that we need to um definitely work on it's one thing to say that we believe in a higher power, um, but we need definitely need to believe and have faith um, that we that what we doing with the praying with the fasting mm-hmm. um, with us giving and putting out here being in the community um, you know just having faith that we are going to get these messages where they need to um, to go to and we will be having some peace yes. and yes. justice All right. That's it, because I think that's a, that, that did, yeah, we're going to come back to my question uh, from there. I'm going to say it so I don't forget it, would be how does, you know, ghetto and godly interact? That's what we're going to close with. How does ghetto and godly interact with what we were talking about today? So meditate on that, Denisa. <laughs> Mimi. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was going to elaborate on that question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we it's a podcast. We can do whatever um, we want to do. <laughs> education is key. We have to educate all of our children on how to conduct ourselves with um with law enforcement and following some of those some of those key points you know complying listening putting your hands in plain sight and understanding at at the end of the day it's about that officer going home or going about his business and you getting home so Mm -hmm. whether it's you have to know your laws yes sir no sir like anise like solity said um just the the objective is to go home and leave in one piece so i think for me the my takeaway and my I think my call to action for myself in this situation is just to to be open to a different mindset mm-hmm. and I think it begins to to be open to to acknowledge different things than you may have before to acknowledge a different perspective um, and maybe seek value in that perspective and and create something that addresses multiple perspectives mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of it, you know, as I full heartedly, you know, agree, like we need to be educated. We need to be doing, we need to be active, but we also have to, to sit back and say that we might not have been thinking about this fully, not that mm-hmm. it's correct or incorrect, but mm-hmm. we might not have been thinking about this in a, in a way that's more advantageous for the larger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, the way that ghetto and godly um, interacts with, with this conversation is it's at the core of this conversation mm-hmm. of the idea of coming from a place that may be targeted that may not have enough resources, Mm -hmm. that may have these negative stigmas and bias and still being able to understand the larger picture and understand and have faith in that larger picture to know that you are an instrument, you know, in this major production and being able to extend what you can from that, uh, but also be open to understand that you're only a part of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I take away, um, like you said, to, to be more, uh, to be more active. What is it that I can do? How can I, um, educate individuals and really encourage, um, encourage individuals to, um, there again, have these conversations. One, I didn't realize, honestly, um, 
that there again, like I said, you know, that I focus more on my young men mm-hmm. um, and their protection and them being educated than my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and like you said, just really, um, yeah, having these conversations, encouraging, you know, mothers or soon to be parents or mm-hmm. what have you, encouraging them to have these conversations early on to make sure that you have that line of communication open. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, and things like that, but it's definitely uh, definitely needed. Yeah, I think that's a workshop on the drawing board, just yeah. uh, not a workshop for, for the mm-hmm. parents and for the kids separately mm-hmm. and together to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, what are some ways that we've talked about that? Okay, let me, we got some homework. Yes, we do. Um. I'm <laughs> already looking at my homework. I have young nieces and I haven't had this conversation. I don't, their mothers, I don't think their mothers have had this conversation. So mm-hmm. I feel responsible now that we're having this conversation to go do my homework research these laws and mm-hmm. you know break them down to the kids and the way they understand them and Absolutely. continue the conversation with my family because mm-hmm. we don't we don't really yeah you can talk more maybe talk to your sisters about yeah. it you know mm-hmm. i think i think that's what this this episode really you know everything i don't have all the thoughts uh, on my complete thoughts of how yeah. i believe and how i feel about all of it but just to know that there's a space or a highlighted importance that i need to mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. figure some of those things out mm-hmm. so exactly. well we we that's 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 it, man. That's a lot. I think that's a lot for us to, to chew on. And <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, uh, as we exit our episodes, we hear uh, at Ghetto and Godly pray with Ray Ray. Hey, Ray Ray. So, um, you know, Ray Ray is a, I'm still not going to say it because I'm going to make people go to the website to check out www.ghettoandgodly.com. <laughs> he makes fun of me every time for that. Um, but uh, we are back on uh, reflection. So that is our first R. And so uh, I'm going to put Anissa on the spot today and she's going to give us what we're going to reflect on this week. I know God is using. I, I know it's coming. So it's coming. Ooh, it's drop coming. these gems on us one more time. Uh-uh. Drop them on us. Plink, plink. Just drop them. All right. Well, I don't know what. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have to just bring it back. Mimi said that she was meditating on some things, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what we need to be focusing on. Don't be thinking about what folks can do for you and what what you can get from other folks, but really think about your loved ones and others as far as them being your blessings mm-hmm. and not your possessions. And I think that 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 is um, yeah, it's instrumental, you know, with our families. With our, with our loved ones, with our friends. And it's really uh, important Absolutely. that we uh, focus on that. What can you do um, just for the, for, for the pleasure of doing it, not because you're expecting anything in return? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, to, let, to lay it down. Yes, yes. So. That's what right. I, that's, well, that's it. it. See, I told. I almost teared See? up again. Shit, what is it? Oh my god! I gotta stop. <laughs> well, it's okay because Anisa don't know now, but she's gonna be featured in a workshop, so y'all all gonna get to oh, experience. Right. You know, okay, y'all okay. gonna get to experience. But we yes. thank you. I, you know, just you know, I, I would thank you in the work that I continue to do, um, and I think that's the best way that I can thank you specifically. So um, that's what yes, we go. We committed so to making much. sure. You're very well. We, we appreciate you, you having us on the episode and you know dropping some gems yes. and, and and blessing us with the spirit because I know it's gonna. I know our listeners are gonna receive it. So mm-hmm. we're gonna say thank you for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all welcome. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we we would please make sure you head over to our Facebook conversation. We're gonna post some articles um, and start the conversation. Get the get those resources shared so uh, that we can figure out how to do this. We don't have to figure this out by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We we don't we don't have to and we we are too brilliant um to 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 even try that so let's let's share those resources and get those going Mm -hmm. nice all right 
All right. Once again, I'm Auntie Mimi. I'm Sola T. Hey, Oh, hey. Oh, just, you, oh, hey, Miss. <laughs> well, all right, we and all going to say bye. Oh, bye, y'all. That's what I'm going to It's ghetto and godly. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Makeover by Mimi. If you want to have full, luscious lashes without mascara, head on over to Instagram, type in Makeover by Mimi, and mention ghetto and godly to receive 10% off your classic sets. Get your lashes, girl.